My goal and this entire channel is to bring topics, have the conversations, and provide insight for people in recovery. This world's a tough place, and I didn't get a manual for it. Everything that I've learned thus far is through trial and error. In recovery, we're taught at the end of our step work that we need to help another addict in recovery and assist them through the steps, through the program, so that they may have a chance at life and also reduce their miseries. Yeah, I like that. I had this thought on the way over here. There's so many drug videos and stuff on YouTube and, and uh, on TV in general that like I want to reduce the harm that is caused from using drugs because the end of the day you really don't have to use drugs to change the way you feel there is a uh, a way to not do that and also not only that there is a way to be happy m most days and even on the bad days you can resort back to the things that you've learned to provide that peace and and happiness and fuel the ambition to keep going in life yeah no i um, was just thinking that sometimes like this harm reduction stuff like especially on tv or in rehab and they like teach you about drugs and stuff that kind of i don't know do more damage than harm like i know yeah when i went in i didn't know a lot about like pcp yeah. or like how to shoot meth and now i like have a PhD in like <laughs> how to get fucked up. Hopefully, but, hopefully you never you never use what you learn. But no, and like I think that's like something that isn't talked about. You know, like uh when you know like when you're going through step work and stuff, and someone's like I feel like whenever a sponsor tells you, um, have you do you, did you trust God? Did you yeah. give it over to God? That's when they don't have an answer to like the problem you're bringing yeah, to them yeah you know? so many times and yeah. that's like i think what you're trying to do here is like give some you know insight into areas that aren't really talked about and it's like really inspiring yeah well commendable too <clears throat> thanks um i have i've had this idea for like a month or two and i've just been sitting on it i've battled i've been like dealing with my insecurities and recognizing fears regarding all of this and, you know, a week ago, <clears throat> one of our older, you know, I call him client, but he was a friend still, yeah. uh, passed away. And, <clears throat> you know, he was young and, and there was so much about him that I recognized in myself. And I, and I couldn't help but think, man, what else couldn't I, what else could I have done? You know, I was just operating in the realm of my specific job at the time, but um, when it comes to like helping a fellow addict or someone who is trying to wrap their head around this, my, my heart just wants to do more. And, and, and I truly have a passion in that. It just, it just got me thinking, man, like my insecurities, my fear, the way I see myself when I'm on the camera, dude, that, that isn't what's important. I can't say that whatever I have to say or whatever we communicate or, or any of that is going to be the one video that changes everybody's life but I can't I can't feel comfortable knowing that I haven't tried and the world is filled with victims and and selfish people and <clears throat> that can, that is contagious and I have found in recovery that if you can be one of those obnoxiously positive people who is constantly willing to fight 
for the good, that's just as attracting. And that is contagious too. And if, if you're around somebody who's selfish, it, it kind of fucks them up a little bit. They're like, what's, what's yeah. wrong with this guy? And then they get curious and then they want to know. And then they might even be taking, uh, they might even be thinking about taking steps where you just took steps, you know, and they might want to get curious as to what like life has to offer and, and ask questions and, and then use their ears and, and think. With that friend who you were talking about, it's, um, it's a really, really hard to stay sober. And I don't think like, uh, I, I don't think like AA is what it used to be. You know, in a lot of things, I think you can find it still. It's like hard to say. I don't know. Maybe I'm brainwashed. (laughs) But I think like one of the biggest things that I've noticed that is, you know, brought me closer to like darker places, you know, faster in sobriety. You know, that really made me um, kind of disconnect from God or my higher self or what I'm trying to do is like like the social media and I know that's been like beaten by a dead horse but like I know that friend especially you know was really really into that and it's hard to not like you know because when you're newly getting sober you know like um it's just kind of like battling with temptation Mm -hmm. you know and uh and when like it's put in front of you like that you know, or just, like, the images over and over, not just in, like, the music, but, like, in other people, and, like, the, you know, because, like, when you separate from, like, the group of people you're using with, you know, they're still doing that, and you can see that. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, that's a, something, too, is, like, you know, kind of, that's what I think rehab does, it's kind of foster an environment where, like, you're not as tempted to, go out and stuff and uh you know i don't i don't know what the i don't know if that's one of those things that hardcore like chris raymond mark houston those aa kind of motivational speakers do is like you know like what are you willing to give up for your recovery but uh i don't know it's kind of you know tough to think about like is that something that like might need to be like looked at and rehab some stuff that's why like all inpatients i think like take the phone yeah, away take the phone. well I, it's it's interesting that you brought that up because i was just having this thought like a couple of days ago and <clears throat> might even touch the surface of it this morning too in my head but you know i'm 33 years old and i am part of a generation that like i remember when i was like four or five my mom got her first cell phone, right? And and before that, it was, you know, you had to be rich to have one, and like most people didn't have cell phones. And uh, I remember when she got the phone, <clears throat> I was like, oh, does it have games? And it did, it had that game called Snake. No. Where the little thing gets bigger and bigger and goes in circles and stuff, and you gotta like not try to hit the tail. And, uh, Immediately, that game, low-key, is boring as hell, right? <laughs> but, like, immediately I was like, game, something. And then I think that began the the beginning of the uh, 
addictions thing for me because, dude, I'm all about positive stuff. So, like, no, I, I'm a fan of like Abram Hicks and that. Long yeah, Black yeah, I got, I got that. All, I got that all set up in my Instagram and yeah. Facebook. So what, what, so what I have gotten to the, to the habit of doing is I'm only clicking on videos to people rescuing puppies. You know what I mean? Because man, that feels good <laughs> when you see that dog like uh, starving and stuff, and then. And then some some person with a huge heart comes and takes them in and feeds them and they start to bulk up and they were like shit like ter- terrified before and then like their personality comes out and that pulls on my heartstrings and I love that feeling. Yeah, I like that. And then and then uh, there was another one where you know it was like a one or two year old little girl and she was getting to see for her first time. Yeah, dude, she she uh, had, she was obviously blind. Um, and someone, they made these little baby goggles to put on her eyes. And the second that she put them things on, uh, she started looking around at things and she, her smile just, just lit up the room. And, and that to me, just, that warms my heart, you know? And in, in my addiction, I would always try to do my best to suppress that because I thought there was something wrong with me. And the truth be told, there ain't nothing wrong with me. I have an emotional capacity, and I, and I, and shutting that down is what led me to a disaster of a life. So, the reason why I'm bringing all this up is, so what if they're watching and listening, right? <laughs> Play the game, you know. Mm-hmm. I I like to watch inspirational stuff because it provides a, a level of ambition in my life that keeps me moving forward and so i recommend anybody that um feels like they're getting taken advantage of on social media play the play the game back you know because i can go look at myself in the mirror yeah and i did it this morning and destroy the way i look and cut myself down till i'm two inches tall I mean, I think people do that just in general. I think that's like an organic thing that most people do. And even the prettiest people in the world do it too, from what I understand. Yeah, but I think it's like fuels added to the fire with like, you know, comparison. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so. Like from media and other people. Um, yes. So what do I, you know, what am I going to do about that? Am I just going to like be, just accept that, succumb to it? I mean,. If I look at my whole entire life as a as a bigger picture, I'm only here today because I have fought and I did something about it and I wanted to make change. The greatest tool on my belt today is the awareness that I have created in my life and that has given me a path to work down and trudge through and face fears and it's working for me today. You know, I'm not like... My goal isn't to be president or rule the world or anything, but I do want other people to understand that they can choose to be happy and they can choose to feel comfortable with who they are, you know? Yeah. And if you're, if you're not happy with where you're at right now, get on YouTube and look at, I don't know if this is shallow or not, but look up how the kids in Africa are living. You know what I mean? Like I saw something with Jack Black the other day, this, this poor kid, like eight years old. This is all he's ever known. He's living on the streets, like sleeping on a hill, rummaging through trash to eat, and 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 I'll and I'll and I'll have this like healthy amount of shame. Like, man, what am I? Why do I even think like this? Like, 
my problems aren't that serious, you know? Yeah. No, I'm I think uh gratitude is one of the like most important things, not just like for sobriety, but maintaining any kind of like serenity or contentment. Mm-hmm. And that's like what I think a lot of people who come into AA, whether they're like addicts or not, you know, like they have this like kind of unrelenting standards, you know, like they they think that like if they're not okay with themselves and what's around them, you know, in like a fear-based way, they will like be better than the person next to them, you know? Mm-hmm. And that like causes like, you know, a lot of like successful things to come out of it because when you're constantly pushing yourself and trying to like never settle, like mm-hmm. you're going to accomplish great things, but it's also like, you know, like there's a reason why Aspen has like seven times the national suicide rate because mm-hmm. like it's lonely at the top when you like go down that road and that's like something that was so kind of new and hard for me to understand was being okay with myself like inside and out and still wanting to grow but like you know I'm not <laughs> you know that's really hard to do but yeah. like when you're in like a state of gratitude like I love my body I, you know I'm tempting to cherish it and treat it like as if it was something I cared about. Cause you know, when you were using and stuff, you didn't care about what happened to you or what mm-hmm. you didn't care about yourself, you yeah. know? And, um, like the more like you do that and then like are grateful for the things around you, it like, it kind of is just, you know, like, I don't know. Like, do you ever, you know, those like, would you rather like, yeah, that's like, cool. Would yeah. you rather be like happy surrounded yeah. by like, bad things or like live a life of luxury but be unhappy you know or yeah. content because happy you know like that video we just watched yeah and um i think uh i don't know because it's hard because sometimes i don't know about you but i get in those spaces where i like try to get the gratitude and i can't and that's why i think i need other people to kind of mm. you know be like hey you know the world isn't as bad as you make it out to be, you know, yeah. like you're yeah. okay, the world's okay, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. oh, you're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I feel like I've said that to you before. Yeah. But it, the, the funny thing is, is that I'll have four years of sobriety in a few months, and that still happens to me too, you know, like I still have those feelings, and, and, and I still have those doubts, and my greatest tool on my belt is the awareness for it, you know what I mean, like I recognize it immediately, and, and then I play both particular scenarios out. If I succumb to these feelings, these, these ideas, these thoughts, and I go hide and I don't believe in myself or I don't feel like I have it in me or whatever, my world, my entire life ends up coming crashing down on top of me. And I'm like piled underneath all the rubble. And I'm like, the only way out of that is is to be covered in the rubble and think I think I can get out of this. I think I, I think I'm strong enough to move this out of the way. I'm strength, I think I'm strong enough to move that out of the way and get out of this rubble, go maybe go buy some glue, some super glue, some gorilla glue and yeah. go and go try to piece it all back together and remember this process going forward for the rest of my life because it was those thoughts that started that. No, and I think that's like so important. And that's what like a lot of 
like early sobriety and all you know is that self-efficacy like your belief in your ability to do things you know because when every day you're saying i want to stop using i don't want to end up in x y or z you know and then you keep doing that you know like it's really hard to believe you can do anything you know and uh that's why like you know like little tiny things like opening up a bank account yeah yeah (laughs) or yeah like simple things like yeah Yeah. or getting a job you know like and holding it and like those kind of things like what start to like build it up and then when you start seeking those bigger things you know and that's like it takes humility you know because when you come in you're like fucked you know yeah absolutely all right i probably need to watch my language but well i'm not it doesn't matter anyways the reason why i think it's so important we call this what growth and discomfort or just talking about this stuff it is uncomfortable all the things that have been profound in my life started from a discomforting uh, uncomfortable place uh, i'm still working on that title but i know that it want, i want it to be something like that because me and whoever decides to continue this series along the way is a brave individual and we are we know what we're getting ourselves into and we know yeah. what's what the full capacity of all of this is but usually a lot of us find ourselves in that situation without any help and there isn't a whole lot of advice out there to get somebody out of it and there isn't like i said there wasn't a manual alive and we have to rely on each other as as brothers as as we had to look at each other like family and think does this person have everything he needs does he have the full understanding of this entire situation to get out of it and that's what i want this youtube channel to be about i want it to be a thing that someone could go to and recognize connect with on these videos and say okay dude i feel exactly like that i know exactly what that person's feeling i know i've been there i may, I may be there right now whoever it is you know whoever we're whoever ends up being on the camera this guy i relate to i'm curious i'm genuinely curious how he is not like the way he just described because that's how i feel right now i want to get out of this and it doesn't cost any money to do this it doesn't you know we're not out here seeking millions of dollars we just we just want to provide a resource for individuals that are struggling in this world yeah and and you and you have helped me specifically and i think it's cuz you've been through you know what i'm trying to do you know like you're farther down in the process and that's like what's so cool and like what i wish you know i kind of had cuz uh a lot of times like i feel like in aa like people go to like people with 30 years sobriety because they must know this in and out but sometimes they're so far removed from like how it was that it's um you know it's hard to like relate and connect mm-hmm. you know like sometimes the best sponsors are people who have like a year sober you mm-hmm. know or that kind of thing and that's like what i feel like is a really hard to phase is that like two three four five year like you know thing because after i feel like 
after you get two years, you're like, all right, I'm in this. Mm -hmm. And like the magic starts to go away and stuff. And then, you know, it's hard and you don't have, you know, like things aren't as pressing because you have, you know, everything on the outside kind of okay. And so it's hard to like maintain that level of motivation and all that. And so like, I think like you're, you still have that fire going, which is really cool. Like you setting this whole thing up and Mm -hmm. just helping people and it's like it's um it's really cool to see thank you yeah uh i just want to say regarding that it's like i have done the step work and my sponsor is like all right you're ready to help and and <clears throat> there was this instance in like around the sixth or seventh step that i was like dude this thing is so live bro like i just want to like Tell yeah. everybody about this program. Like, I there, did that. this is changing. Sorry, this is, <laughs> this is changing my entire thinking. And and for once, I feel so excited about the future. And and, and I was like, well, how do I how do I uh, get somebody who's not really ready to to quit using on this deal? And they're like, dude, this this is about attraction, not promotion. And I was like, what? And I was like, what do you mean? And like, he's like. I, can't I say something or do something to lure them in? And he's like, no, dude. You have to have, you just have to work on the attraction part. And so I've lost a lot of nights of sleep thinking how I can create attraction for somebody who I want so badly to get sober, you know? Yeah. And and so that that caused me to change my character a lot. And over the past three and a half years, I do get compliments or or whatever and or thank yous or or whatever and and that does hit me on a certain level but the highest i have ever been is whenever i connect with a human being i share my experiences and strengths and provide hope and then looking at them and in their eyes and they kind of got this look on their face like light bulb yeah yeah it's the light bulb look on their face and they're like processing it and they're like coming out of it and like what do dang is this this is real and then like let me and then to watch them like make use of that and exercise it and then dude watching watching them grow is that's like the high that never comes down you know they just keep growing and growing and growing and and I and I never I'm I'm not the person I don't want to ever take responsibility for that because there's no way I could you know it's they did the work I just try to say some words that you know because I'm not that smart and I'm not like the most um, educated in English so like uh, yeah. I I just say what makes sense and sometimes I got to Google words you know but I, I enjoy the challenge and. And I, and I and I use the history of my my past to drive that. I don't want anybody to go through what I went through. And maybe to some it's not that bad, but to me it was pretty tough. And um, I'm constantly doing what I can to decorate my attraction enough to dress it up in a way that could be appealing to that person that isn't ready for recovery yet. You know, he said he said his attraction. Not promotion. My addict mind is like, I can manipulate that up, you know? 
because I'm, a, I'm I'm probably still addicted to getting people sober. Yeah. And say what you want about that, but I don't think you need an intervention for stuff like that. You know, unless I'm out there getting fucked up, trying to get people sober, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> and that's something I could like ask you is like some challenges that I've been kind of going through. I've been doing like a lot of like ACA stuff and I don't know if that's like coming in but i've really hit some kind of suicidal kind of like ideation kind of things like not giving up but i don't know if it's you know like mental illness on top of things or you know whatever but i um i've uh you know like when i first like kind of had relations with god i was like you know i need to act perfectly or he'll smite me, mm. or, you know, it seemed distant and that kind of thing, but I was so scared and petrified of, like, being in that place, you know, and there was hope that I, and I'd felt a little solution, you know, and then I became thirsty for it, and I um, wanted to, like, really connect and please, and, you know, kind of from an intention-seeking way, like, I'll do anything, I'll bend over backwards, you know, just for a pat on the head, just, like, show me, mm. you know, because, like, I think a lot of people are suffering from, like, their own ignorance about, you know, the world. And that's what, like, spirituality is, is, like, discerning the truth from the false. Stop. I'm sorry. Uh, I hate that. I had already been through stuff in, in my childhood. I was looking for something to not focus on myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You know, I watched this, this documentary called Social Dilemma. And I'm, I'm sure you yeah. right? It's insane. It's, it's insane to think about. And I don't think it's a conspiracy. I really truly believe that this is a real thing because I've said so many things. I've thought I said something about cars multiple times. And, uh, you know, my Facebook's pulling up cars for me. And um, that, that kind of tripped me out a little bit. But I also thought, how can I make this work for me? You know what I mean? If this thing's listening to me and it's... And it's and it's bringing me things that I think that I want to hear or see. I um I've been really feeling disconnected, and my sponsor has kind of been saying that like he doesn't measure his sobriety based on how many meetings you go to, how many sponsors you have, you know what, how many times a week you call your sponsor. Not these like kind of numbers, but like how you um are facing the discomfort and uh you know that's why like you know the fifth step and ninth step are the hardest and i think where the most growth happens is because you are um kind of going against the grain of who you are and that's where you know real change happens is when you like you know because if you always do what you've always done you always get what you've always gotten mm -hmm. and like being completely honest with another person is so foreign you know yeah. or facing up and not running away to like you know the harms that you've done is so you know life-changing for a lot of people yeah. and i um I, I don't think aa lives up to its ideals all the time but i've um i do feel like i've been facing some you know, demons. I've been really doing a lot of work with, like, um, you know, the, like, where was God when, you know, yeah. when I was molested? Or, you know, those, like, times, you know, when you were strung out, you know, like, malnourished, 
scared, helpless, like, you know, desperately wanting to quit and couldn't. And like every day, you know, wishing for something better and like it just not coming. You know, like, like would you, you probably wouldn't wish, you know, that state of being to like your worst enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, that place you were in. Mm-hmm. People talk about how like disgustingly low it gets, but I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I didn't even go to those devs, but I've been like really, you know, facing those kind of things. And like when I was, you know, at Jaywalker and stuff, they kind of were telling me that I, um, uh, you know, that's a challenge. Like God put these in place, you know, to overcome and, you know, like to receive insight because like the people who've gone through trauma can see the most relief if they can work through it. You know, it's painful and hard. And I've been really, really trying for the past, you know, couple years. And um, I feel like I'm just still hurting so bad, you know? And um, I, uh, I, I think maybe it's like I'm, at the turning point and maybe if I like keep going the relief will come like you know the thing Max Williams always says and probably so many other people don't quit before the miracle happens but I'm um I was really you know like I had this deep urge you know like when you're in new sobriety like I just want to use you know or when you're really hungry you're just like I want a burger or something mm-hmm. like with every fiber of your being like I felt that but I wanted to die you know and uh I um yeah sorry I don't I'm not sorry but I um I don't know and maybe it's like being okay with like with, but I I don't want to feel this way you know like I know logically what's going on in my head is not okay and I've like you know been reaching out and talking to people but I haven't been getting um what I need and uh I think um you know and I'm like you know I'm completely open to all sorts of things you know like uh when like uh, Elijah called me I was like you know I want to investigate what he's talking about Mm because like he you know like, yeah. who am I to say what's right and wrong? You know, I'm not God. Who am I to, like, determine who's right and who's wrong? And, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses might have it figured out. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe Scientology is the answer. <laughs> but no one will go because yeah. of all the... I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'm in a cult. I don't know. But uh, I uh, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever felt that way or, like, had any advice on it. But, um, you know... I'm, I'm, I'm open. Well, <clears throat> I thought this was really interesting that you want to bring this up because <clears throat> not that try to take in the message and not so much every little word of what I'm saying because it's going to be probably kind of long. But last night I had a, you know, I, I've been working treatment for a while. Lived in Midland for a while and I made a, a number of incredible relationships with a bunch of really cool individuals and, and a lot of and a lot of us experienced long-term recovery together and we had amazing fun all the time and one individual in particular he was young 
He just turned 21. I called him last night. Just, or no, he called me because I sent him the new Mortal Kombat trailer, and he he didn't recognize the phone number because I got a new phone number, and um, he's like, "Hey, who is this?" And I like three words in, I immediately knew he was drunk, right? And I was like, you know, I messed with him a little bit. I said, "This is your dad." It's <laughs> just classic Tanner character there, and he's like, "Dad," <laughs> and so, uh, and so. Anyway, I can just imagine that just like, oh, <laughs> just sobering up. You know that adrenaline pose, like it's like when a cop pulls you over. You know. Yeah. So, anyways, I was like, "No, it's it's Tanner." Um, he's like, "Tanner," you know. It's so crazy to hear from you. I haven't heard from you in forever. And, and then so we just began to engage into a conversation. And ultimately, it led to me bringing up the idea that <clears throat> um, his drug use is causing a major problem in his life. And it's like starting to affect his, his, uh, his, his ability to think and, and make rational decisions. And, and then he... He was like, man, what if, what if, he just started hitting me with a hundred what ifs. What if everything's designed to um, keep us enslaved? What if, what if we never really had a choice? What if, you know, we're just all fucked. And I was just like, yeah, dude, like, those are all great questions. You're not the first one to ever ask those, though, either. And there's been way smarter people in this world that have lived on this planet and still never figured out the answers to those. And what he was doing was creating this like platform for him to stay in his misery and continue to do what he's doing right now, which is ultimately keeping him trapped in his apartment, leaving just to go work, just to get drugs, and just to get high. I mean, that's that was the cycle there. And, and he was creating a scenario for him to stay there and, and remain the victim and so on and so forth. And so <clears throat> I brought up treatment and then, you know, naturally he was a little bit balky at the idea. And, and then he started going in a different direction that had to do with, you know, like some dark stuff, right? Like killing people and, and all this and that, and I don't really want to talk about it too much in detail, just in case he ends up watching this video, I don't want him to uh, think that I'm using him, because he's already kind of skeptical of the world, but <clears throat> the reason why I'm saying this is because it was an ultimate, it was an awesome opportunity for me to re-engage back into his life, and to maybe redirect some thinking that he had had and bring some stuff that I have personally been through. Like for me, I thought we were just talking about this law of attraction. Um, I've read that book, the, the secret multiple times, but not only that, I've watched the documentary on Netflix at least 80 or 90 yeah, times. Yeah. Right. My mom loved it. I, yeah. I and, grew up with it. Yeah. And so I think someone needs to understand that so much more than just hearing it one time because the law of attraction is is a is a exercise it's uh it's something that you do every day and you, and it's something that you bitch slap 
negativity in the face with. You know, it, it's something that you fucking destroy depression with. Um, I'm not saying that that's like the cure for depression, right? There's a wide range of different depressions and some that's circumstantial and clinical and all that. Listen, I'm not a doctor. I can't, I can't say that I have an answer for that. But I do, I do know that whenever I'm having a rough day or more speed bumps pop into my life than I was expecting, um, I have trained my mind to think that this is, this is a good thing. And, and I see it as a bad thing, but like in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, shoot, like there's probably something amazing that's about to happen because of this. I just lost my job. And sure, I felt hurt and um, betrayed and, and I felt like I had friends and then I felt like maybe they weren't my friends, you know? If, if you consider the entire situation. But the, the longer I stayed in that place, the more that festered and marinated and turned into something worse. And, and it just goes against everything that I've learned over these past four or five years, six years, you know? I'm, so, I'm still like, the most valuable asset in my life still is sobriety. It's still my communication skills. It's, it's the ability to dive into my brain and, and extract the words that I need to in order to sift through life. Mm -hmm. And I wish that I could just, you know, I've always described my brain as just like the scribbly line, just, you know, so pen, no paper and someone doing scribbles. And, and, and the, the longer I get sober, it kind of evens out. It looks more kind of like a, a heartbeat line. Dee, dee. You know, each up and down is good and bad throughout my life. And, but it's still going in a linear direction. And my thinking's the same. It's, it's so much, there's so much more peace in my life today. Even being unemployed during a pandemic, you know, um, there's still so much peace. I still have incredible relationships with people. I still know that everything that in my life, that if anything, what has happened to me over the past month is extraction of less than quality people in my life. And, and I get to focus more on the quality people. I'm an obnoxiously positive person. My glass is always half full, overflowing. And, I, and I'm, I'm happy to be that guy. It means the most to me to be that guy. Misery, misery, if misery loves company, positivity should love some company too.